Welcome to this episode of Sin Speaks. In this episode, we're going to talk about conflict. And we're going to specifically talk about how the ego shows up in conflict. So this topic is not necessarily the most fun topic, but it's kind of interesting because we all deal with conflict in some way, shape, or form. And sometimes it's confusing as far as how to deal with that conflict and still remain true to yourself and even respectable at times, depending on what's being thrown at you. So... Conflict can show up in many different avenues of your life, and from what I've found, this concept will kind of apply to all of them. So, understanding how the ego shows up in conflict and what to do is pretty simple. So, your ego will show up in a conflicting situation through the lack of compromise. So, if you're finding that you just really don't care about what they think and what the other person's ideas are or thoughts are, if that just doesn't matter to you and you just have no desire to compromise with this person, that's probably from your ego. And that could be coming from a place of hurt or a place of feeling misunderstood or a place of feeling like you know, your thoughts and opinions don't matter to this person, so you're not going to listen to them. So that usually comes from a space of internal need within yourself. So try to be mindful and identify where this comes up in conflict and how it feels. So if you're in a conflicting situation or an argument or a disagreement and you're finding that you just don't want to compromise, it's probably your ego showing up. Also, if you start to react out of some type of emotion that is not a feel-good emotion, then it's probably your ego as well. So if you're acting out of hurt or resentment or anger, if that's the basis of your words or your actions or even your thoughts, that's probably ego. And all of those things are going to prevent you from coming to a conclusion that's beneficial to yourself as well as the other party. Now, this also is challenging because when your ego is driving, it's really difficult to see your role in the conflict. Sometimes when you're in a disagreement with somebody, it could be partially your fault. Like you could have said something that offended that person Even if you didn't do it intentionally, your words could have sparked this issue. Um, So understanding your role is important. But the challenge is that when your ego is driving, you're unable to see your role in the conflict. So what that does is it blocks you from a compromise or a solution or a resolution even. So when you're in conflict, it is important to move into a space where your emotions are no longer driving. Because as long as your emotions are driving, a part of your brain is activated that is almost hijacking your thought process. Like they're taking a joyride with with your thoughts. So as long as that part of your brain is activated, which usually happens when we're in a response mode, to something extreme so if you're feeling angry or upset or stressed or 
panicked. Any of those emotions will get you to act in a way that doesn't serve you. Salespeople use this tactic, actually. They, they understand this concept and they will actually pre- put pressure on you or make you feel like, oh, this deal isn't going to last, so I need to move quickly. That's that's you making an emotional decision and salespeople know that. Really skilled ones are really sneaky about doing it, but it's it's pretty simple to understand. So think of a reaction out of emotion or an ego-based reaction is actually your thought processes have been hijacked. So your your ego pretty much took over the wheel and you don't have full control over what's going on. So that's good to know, but what can you do in the moment, right? Most people are going to think, okay, well, that's great. Now what? So when you're in an, a space of conflict, it is important to first calm down. Calm down. That could mean, you know what? I can't have this conversation right now. Let's revisit this at another time. Or it could just mean, can I have a second? Like, give me a second. Taking a big deep breath in and out and releasing whatever negative feelings that you're feeling. So just being aware that, hold on, this might be my ego or this might be my emotions taking over. Let me not respond yet. That will help. That's just being more responsible in your communications with other people. So that level of awareness is really all you need. Because the second that you realize you're switching over to that space and your ego starting to take over, you can scale it back. It takes practice, but really all you need is the awareness. I personally am not going to say that you'll ever get into a space where nobody's going to push your buttons. You'll move into a space where less people can push your buttons and less situations can push your buttons. But there will probably always be somebody, most likely somebody close to you that knows what your buttons are and knows how to push them. Just because they push the buttons doesn't mean you need to react. What this also does is it gives you back control over yourself. Because when somebody does something or says something that may hurt you, and you react out of anger or resentment or hurt, you actually have given them control of your reactions. You're reacting to what they did. They're pulling the strings. You're their puppet at that point. They can pretty much get you to do what they want, which a lot of times is act out. People want you to act out so that they can play the victim. They really do. It's a huge manipulation tactic. Oh, let me get them out of their their head and let me get them acting out of emotion. And then when they act out of emotion and they act crazy, then I can be the victim again and then I have total control and then I can make them feel guilty. So many things can come from it. So you want to take back the power over your thoughts and your actions by simply breathing, taking a big breath in and out. Like, okay, like, let me get back on track. Let me take back control over the wheel and let me drive my thoughts. I think that everybody can do that. Children can do that. You can teach your kids to do this too. Um, Time out. Is, is a way that children can also learn the concept because timeout doesn't have to be a negative thing. My kids give themselves timeout sometimes. <laughs> or my youngest, my three-year-old, he'll say, 
mom, can you please leave me alone right now? Please stop talking to me. And I think it's the cutest thing ever because he's verbalizing that he needs a second before he responds to me. I may have said something that upset him. Um, Three-year-olds are completely unique beast they are something special but he's learning about his own ego and he knows to say mom can i have a second before i respond to you because i'm frustrated so teaching your kids to have the skills to remove themselves or give themselves a minute to calm down before they respond is really easy um you can offer them a timeout hey do you need a timeout before you respond um this is also really big with kids that are transitioning back and forth to different parents' homes because if you think about it, they're adapting to new rules, a new environment, and then they're probably dealing with a ton of emotions like guilt or frustration or sadness or hurt. Like They're probably dealing with a wide range of emotions that we can't even understand. So allowing them a little bit of time or a timeout to just kind of reset because they're at a new place, it may help them to adjust and to just be a little more peaceful. So I found that a lot of uh, my three-year-old's meltdown meltdowns come when he's transitioning from one house to another. So um, just being understanding of that and giving him his space and letting him watch his Power Rangers while he's while he comes down is helpful for him. And then he comes in here, you know, to me when he's ready and and cuddles up with me, and then we're fine. But I understand that it's probably hard for them going back and forth. So. Just being understanding of the fact that your your thoughts can get hijacked by essentially your emotions. So knowing when you're acting out of emotion or when you're acting with a very thoughtful, intentional um, choice, right? That is going to be helpful for you. Also, when you are under the influence, you are probably acting solely from your ego, solely from emotions. So be mindful of that. Probably not the best time to send some text messages to your ex. So just think about that as well. Like when you're under the influence, your inhibitions are down and you're moving out of ego. Um, So think about that as well. Um, There's a balance. So it's important to enjoy the process as you learn and start to identify um, your ego and how it shows up and when your emotions take over because that's part of the growth process is just noticing it. So as you notice it, get excited about that because you're growing and you're doing better each time and that's really what it's all about. So keep me posted on how this is working out for you, how it helps you through conflict and I definitely want to hear like I'm excited to read the comments about it. So tag me or my hashtag Sin Speaks for the podcast. Um, you guys know my Instagram is at CinnamonVo. So make sure you follow me there so that I can stay in the loop to what you guys are doing. And you guys can stay looped in when we post new episodes. Also, I'm posting the episodes on YouTube so you can share links easily that way. But make sure you subscribe and share because that so helps the podcast. Uh, But that's pretty much it for now. Until next time.